Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Lena Norms, and welcome to the first episode of I'm Not Being Funny But, the podcast where we ask the questions you pretend you already knew the answers to, or perhaps the ones you didn't think to ask. In this show, I found a jolly band of folk who were up for laughing at themselves a bit, laughing at me a lot, and humouring the stupid questions I've been too afraid to ask. We're going to get things wrong, we're going to be a little bit problematic, and we are going to make a mess of things. Each guest speaks only on their own behalf. And if there's anything you hear that's different from your experience, or you have something to add, I'd love to hear from you. There will be a segment at the end of every other episode called I'm Not Having It. In that segment, I'll be reading out your comments on the last episode. Without further ado, I'm going to jump into our first episode. It's with the wonderful Ian Boldsworth, a comedian who has recently been publicly sad. I first discovered Ian because of his mental health podcast, The Mental Podcast, aptly named. He's an amazing writer, artist and comedian. And I was really interested to hear from him how in this age where it's almost become trendy to talk about mental health, do we talk about it in the appropriate way? How do we look for spokespeople without stereotyping? How do we put mental health on a platform without making people two-dimensional? We talk about how trigger warnings are like wheelchair ramps, how Ian's friends deal with his mental health issues and what it's like to be the sad jester, inverted commas. Your love is like an urban legend Cos it doesn't exist My fear about talking about this kind of thing with mm. me is that I haven't really ever suffered from depression. I've okay. had lots of friends that have tried to commit suicide. That's what it sounds okay. like. Everyone who's near me just like, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I've had that close proximity to that kind of thing, but never actually had it. So there's this, I'm aware, I'm very hyperly aware that there's almost like, some people call it a trend of talking about mental health. Mm. I would hopefully call it an evolution of starting to talk about it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But like, I'm aware that there's also an idea of too many like, Guardian Common is free articles about yeah, yeah. it. Too many yeah. like, Paul, like, oh, 10 things to do. You know, there is a, there is an element where like if people become interested in it but don't experience it they can fetishize it and be like absolutely and do you ever feel like you've been like wheeled out and maybe for, in fact I'm doing it right now wheeling you out as that person who's like oh this is a person yeah, with yeah, mental illness yeah. like let's look at them in, um, in a glass box <laughs> there was this, the thing which I, I spoke about on the podcast when I went on Sky News mm. um, to talk about it where I felt like that it became very it it, it, it had a little sort of lightning moment where I was like. Oh, 
I'm, I think Rentasad was the phrase he used. I'm Rentasad. <laughs> and, yeah. and it wasn't comfortable with me. I think the problem with, um, the problem with the fetishizing it for what, again, for want of a better word, really, mm. or, or making it into a trendy thing or, or it being a, a career move, even worse, you know, that's, that's where I think I'd be very uncomfortable right now if I was a comic who'd done the mental podcast and that's all I'd done this year. Mm. I'd be very uncomfortable, but yeah. I, you know, I do the parapod and stuff. I do other stuff and, and I wouldn't want it to be my bag that that's what I do. And that's what I always do. Um, the issue with it is, is it's a similar, I'm going to draw a parallel with controlled opposition, the idea of controlled opposition. So when people talk about, um, and I'm only talking about this because I've recently been talking about it, about the Illuminati and things like that. And there's a thing called controlled opposition, which is where they will put someone in place to say things that are right and then say something ridiculous. And when they say something ridiculous, it uh, takes away their credibility for everything they've said. So that's how they hide in plain sight. So they will tell get people in place to lie mm. about stuff, but then to tell some truths about the, the people they're attacking and then say ridiculous things. And then the outside eye goes, they're talking bollocks. Yeah. Which they apply to everything. Yeah. So I think the issue with, if if there are people, and, and do you know what? I'll, I'll go out on them. There are people, definitely, who are career depressives. Okay. Or even if they're, not career depressives, even if they do have mental health issues, they're, um, they're talking about it is for other reasons. It's mm. actually for career reasons or to yeah. get on this morning or whatever, you know, whatever mm. the reasons. Um, I think if you have one, it can take away the credibility of the rest. So there are some people who will see X person talking about it, clearly doing it for their own reasons, clearly doing it to get further in their mm. career. And go, they're all talking shit. Yeah, you know, just, oh, you yeah, discard the source just because yeah. some of its manifestations. Or, are a bit... or say they're all doing that. Yeah, that's what they're all doing. Mm. So they could then go about the men's podcast. That's what he's doing as well. And I can't, yeah. I can't combat that. You know, there's nothing mm. I can do about that. All I can say is that's not. But I suppose as a you know as a comedian or as or as an artist or whatever <laughs> whatever we're holding you to yeah. today. Um, <coughs> What's your feeling? You know, what like... do you think I am? I'm a comedian or artist. <laughs> Did I say something funny? Oh, that's the worst thing you can say to a comedian, isn't it? No. <laughs> You're like, no. Yeah. You have been rejected. It's yeah, not that yeah, not at all. Um, it's like <laughs> your job is to really like look at stuff in your own life that you find either entertaining, amusing, or interesting, mm. and talk about it and mm. filter that for people. And yeah. that, that is kind of what the mental podcast is, isn't it? It's, it's something yeah. that you've found to be fascinating that you've experienced. It is. It's that. not. It's not really as like you know. It's not a crazy like side project. It's really like no, no. I, but with everything but I think again, I, it, I, I said it at the beginning of that series, and even now that series has come and gone, I, I still don't know what the answer is of why I did it. Like I really don't. I can't even rule out it was for career reasons because I don't know what the actual <laughs> reason is. I don't know. Um, it started as a book. It started. I was going to write a book about mental health. Uh, because, you know, people uh, attached to me had said, you're very good at talking about that sort of stuff. You're very good at uh, putting it in, in a way that people can relate to and putting it away in a humorous way and all that. You should write a book. You should write a book. You should write a book. And I did a blog when uh, Robin Williams died. In fact, I think I was the only person that did a blog when Robin Williams died. <laughs> really underreported death. Yeah, I think, I think yeah, it yeah. was just, do you know what? I think it was just me who, who, talk, who related it to their own depression. I think that was just me who did that. Everyone um, else just posted like um, hook gifts. I'm not a comic or an artist. I'm a trailblazer. <laughs> <laughs> Tell 
Sounds like I'm just a genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it might, it might be <laughs> that. Knew? Yeah, it might be that. I think I might be the first person to speak about mental health <laughs> in such an honest yeah. and open and refreshing way. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. When I wrote that, um, I thought, do you know what? I probably could write something about this because I, I obviously enjoy is the wrong word, but there was something satisfying about writing mm. that and writing very bluntly and openly and not adhering to any rules. It's just actually, you know, going like gritty with it and going, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you the fucking truth, right? Here's the truth about when you feel, you know, when you feel suicidal, this is the truth. You won't like it. And some of the things in it you won't like, but this it's true. You do feel this, you do feel this. And uh, so I, I just wrote this thing and, um, and I started writing the book and I got, I got, do you know what I increasingly think? I increasingly think now with my writing that I need to be commissioned. And if I'm not commissioned, I'll never finish it. Because you don't have permission to do it? Or yeah, just because I, I it's more like that, the teacher homework I, issue? I, I, I don't, well, again, that's the other thing. Well, I do, I write in a rugby league magazine every month. And that sometimes feels like, oh, God, do my homework. Whereas <laughs> yeah. it started with me writing stuff speculatively and them saying, we really like this, can you do some more? You do some more. Well, and it's like, now it's... It's like the chase. It's like courtship. It's like, do you want to date me? Yeah. Should we go on a date? Yeah, Should we yeah. go on a date? <laughs> yeah. Now we're married. Now, I don't care. Well, yeah, it, it absolutely is that. You're it expecting it that. every week from me. Yeah. So I don't know how much to do, it was to do with the subject matter, how much it was to do with my abilities, or how much it was to do with, you know, just the technicalities of doing something professionally. Mm. But I I wasn't really getting it. I, I didn't yeah. feel on a flow with it at all. I didn't feel mm. like I was, you know, riding any sort of wave with the writing. Um, so I put it to one side, um, and then just one day thought, oh, I do podcast, I can, I can do, I can just yeah. speak all that. Yeah. And then all the stuff that I would delete, I would just edit out. Yeah. I would just, <laughs> like I'd do it like almost, that. And I'd get other people to talk as well, so that'll fill a load of time <laughs> and all that. With this idea, because you know you said you've been re- reeled out on TV, talking about mental illness. Yes. Stuff. This whole idea of you being a comedian mm. and then being a depressive, yeah. people find that hilarious. Do you think that's okay? Like, do you know when people are like, it's funny because you're a comedian, yeah, but you're yeah, also yeah. really sad? And it's like, it's like that fascination with like jesters and like, do you know, like the sad jester mm. at the court who's like, you don't want to feel, I think it looks like for a lot of people when they see people like Robin Williams, mm. like there's almost this sick, I don't know, I, I obviously, honestly, genuinely think that a lot of people are really sad about Robin Williams. I was mm. quite sad about it. It's yeah. very sad. Death is inherently sad. Mm-hmm. But there's this idea of, seeing somebody who is so publicly joyful and so publicly hilarious. Yes. And then this almost weird, sick kind of relief where it's like, oh, thank God that he was also sad like me. Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like there's that, oh, like, see, I told you not anybody could be completely happy. Mm, Even Robin mm. Williams. Like, I think I think there was almost, and it's, it's, it might be healthy, it might be unhealthy, but this idea of like, um, like, just this this retribution of just being like, yeah, he was sad. Yeah. He was happy. I mean, I don't remember whether or not... I, I don't think he was. I don't think Robin Williams was publicly displaying of that sort of stuff. He clearly had a complex side to him because I know he was... Uh, he had drugs issues in his life and mm. substance abuse issues in his life at certain points. But I don't recall if he was particularly vocal about any mental health issues. I think it's such a shock for people like, yeah, yeah, yeah. afterwards being like, I can't believe, like I knew it. I mean, if we went back yeah. and looked, we'd probably go, oh God, yeah, that was obvious. It was there, it was there. He said it there, he said that there, you know. But yeah. I, I don't recall it being, uh, this isn't to belittle Stephen Fry, but like as mm. Stephen Fry, you know, mm. you, you would go, okay, well, that's someone who very publicly discusses yeah. mental health stuff. 
as well as being you know a very funny man mm. and intelligent man and all the rest of it and that you know that's part of his collage yeah it all exists together yeah yeah but i don't recall that being the case with robin williams but i may be wrong mm. um I recently heard uh, Bobcat Goldthwait, who was a very close friend of Robin Williams, an incredible filmmaker, a very funny man, a comic as well, a great comic in his own right, and he was discussing Robin Williams, and I, I seem to recall he said something about that this this suicide thing didn't really have anything to do with depression and didn't really have... He 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 didn't... I might, I might have misquoted him there, by the way, but I, I, he, he was saying stuff to the line, you know, he wasn't a miserable fucker, he wasn't, you know, he had dark moments, but we all have dark moments, but he wasn't that and he was attributing it more to uh that he he was unwell in he was physically unwell you know he had i think he had early onset parkinson's robin williams and yeah that was progressing faster than they thought again i hope this is factually correct this yeah. i've remembered it mm. um and I, I i seem to recall that it wasn't uh that bobcat didn't say it was all about that mm. really and, and wanted to distance from that yeah while still acknowledging that he was a dark person yeah you know, that, as most comics are mm. dark people really for a long time, I've I've butted against that idea that you know the 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 sad clown idea, and and I wonder if there might be something in it. Mm. Now I, I I've always responded to that with, no, it's because comics are people and people have depression, mm. which I stand by. Mm. That's still true. But whether you're more susceptible to it or not, I, I wonder if we are more susceptible to it, mm. um, because I think. I think by nature of what we do, or what some of us do, is we strip away the world. So you strip away the bullshit. You you strip away the the rules, if you like. You take all the rules out of things. So you go, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna not say that because it'd be funnier to say it. I'm not gonna not say that. I'm not gonna adhere to what you're telling me. What if you tell me not to say something, I will say it. You know that sort of thing. And I think when you subliminally strip stuff away you might also be making yourself very vulnerable because the the safety pillars that are in place for some people, which are that they come home and they switch off in front of the TV, they go, I'm going to watch X Factor, I'm not going to think about anything, you know, I'm not, you know, the, those safety nets that they have, you don't have. Yeah, there's no compartment. No, because you, cause you see the bullshit on the news, you see right through it, you see through X Factor because you see the cynicism of it, you see how it's made, you see what they're doing, you see the trick, you mm. know what they're doing. So yeah. you're never going to be hypnotised in the same way, mm. which um, which makes you more enli- both more enlightened and more vulnerable because you're not you're not protected by ignorance. Mm. Is that, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, but it's purely speculative on my... I, I don't know if that's necessarily true. It's something I've been thinking about recently, about whether a healthy dollop of ignorance is, is perhaps a good thing <laughs> yeah. for people. You know, what, yeah. I don't think true ignorance is that mm. if you're just ignorant of everything, you're just an, yeah. you know, an idiot. I don't know, I'm not supposed to say idiot anymore, but I'm going to carry on saying it. Um, yeah. I, I don't know is yeah. the answer to that. Because I think with, with comedy as well, it's interesting because for some, a lot of people come to comedy shows because it is a form of magic. Like, they don't understand how it happens. They don't right, really expect yeah, yeah. it to... Like, yeah. how do you set up a joke and then make people laugh? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, how, Same. So I it's know. almost like... <laughs> no idea. <laughs> like, still to be TBC. Well, no, I, know, um, I know it works. Yeah. I can't do it, though. I tell stories. Mm. I, don't, I've got, I, I couldn't write a joke. I know but how to write yeah. a joke. But I it's just, just like... But I think for a lot of people, it's just like... There's, like I don't know how to say it. I think, I think, I guess when you're on stage, you know the difference between a silence and you know that you're the thing mm. that's made somebody laugh. Mm. So you're like part of that, those cogs and that process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas if you're not, you just get to watch somebody else manipulate somebody else's emotions on stage yeah, yeah. and like 
that's it's relaxing for them. It's cathartic. But I suppose I don't get pissed off at the sad yeah. clown idea. Mm. I, I don't get like if people want to think that, it's fine. I don't get I don't get pissed off at being judged as it, it's a weird thing because you're a comic mm. and you're depressed. I don't think oh or that they will laugh at your depression. I don't I don't mind. I've got no issue with that at all. Yeah, it's, it it's I, I I couldn't give the first. I don't know what your language restrictions are, but I couldn't give the first fuck about what people think about me. I really couldn't. Yeah. Oh, you know, other than people that I know in real life, uh, a stranger's opinion to me of me is um, means nothing as long as yeah. I, unless it's true, then it'd get to me. Do you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, that's what it would bother me. So if somebody went, "Oh, you've got me," so oh, that God. would bother me. Somebody left because people people leave comments on my videos. They're like, right. "I'm going to come around and rape you," or like, so like nice, and I just nice. don't care about this. But the ones that are like, "You look lonely behind your eyes," and when you turn the camera off, there's no one there. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> oh my I'm like, oh god. Oh they're goodness. the real trolls. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. They're the ones you're like, fuck yeah. you, man. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's, it's really interesting. It's like, I'm going to break her head. Yeah, the problem is with trolls that some of them are very emotionally intelligent. <laughs> yeah, well, and they can well, say stuff that you're I, like, I oh, guess actually, so, yeah. They would, you... they would know what to pick on. They would, so they would pinpoint. And do you know what? That, that, so that is a risk. So that's a risk of what you do. That's a risk of what I've done in mm. the mental podcast. There is a risk because you do make yourself vulnerable um, you're, you're, okay, so when you speak on your videos and stuff, or in the mm. podcast, or when I speak on the mental podcast, it's you're making yourself vulnerable um, of, uh, for whatever the reason is, but but other people then relate to it. So you're, mm. in a sense, you're kind of taking a bullet for them. Yeah, you're not, becoming I'm, like a fable for them. Yeah, like, but I'm not being grandiose yeah. about that. I'm not mm. saying so, so yes, yeah, so praise me. I'm saying, but that's kind of what you're doing. Is you're, mm. you're you're going okay? Well, I'll I'll start the ball rolling here, and I'll tell you how I feel. And then we'll see how you feel if you want to talk about it, whatever, you know. But mm. um, but when you do that, you're you're showing your underbelly to your enemies, is what you're doing as well. You know, your enemies are going, okay, so he says here that this made him suicidal, eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, then I will work. Yeah. I don't know if I need to attack him, then I will pinpoint that in him. You know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's his Achilles heel. Yeah. Um, so that's the risk with yeah. displaying your real self yeah. to any level. Do you think there's a difference between under, people trying to understand mental illness and trying to understand suicide? Because I think they're, for me, they're quite different. They're obviously very similar, but they're, mm. a lot of people can get their head around depression. Have you found a lot of people find it harder to get their their head around suicide? Because I know there's been people who are just like, you know, they can say to people like, oh, do you know, like, it, it, it seems yeah. illogical to want to end your own life. Well, yeah, well, it, well it is kind of illogical, yeah. but there are also, you know, very very logical you, you know it, mm. if for example no I don't want to use specifics but if someone ends their life because their life is this mm. um, and it's worse to carry on like if someone was terminally ill for example you know the, the assisted suicide is, is you know uh, I think most people can get their heads around that I yeah. think most people can understand Look upon it is, yeah. yeah if someone's dying and it's going to get much worse and he's in a bad way already mm. and wants to go to Switzerland and get... I think most people, or most compassionate people anyway, can yeah. get their heads around that. So I think um, what makes that easier is because there is a tangible illness. Mm. There's a... I know they have MS. I know they have... And they will... Yeah. They're oh, not going to get better. I can see they don't have any limbs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I can see that they Absolutely. Yeah. So I think uh, when it's a, an, a, an invisible illness, mm. it's that... It might be that... That makes it harder to understand because they because yeah. they might go 
but you've got money. Yeah. But you've got you you know you you've got a beautiful you partner. About? You've got this and this. Smile, yeah. love. It might never happen. Absolutely. So I think it makes it more. That's what. Mm. So in a sense, they perhaps. It's perhaps harder for people to understand depression or or, or whatever is co- we're covering by depression. You know, a, a mental illness that destabilizes you. It's perhaps harder to re- relate and understand that. Um, because if if you did, then you would understand the 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 perversely logical next step of ending your life. So do you think that maybe if people don't understand suicide, they haven't completely understood depression. Possibly, as an, as yeah, an illness. Po- possibly. Yeah. Um, again, I don't like to deal in absolutes. I don't like to say. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, you're that's like, I'm not trying to pin you down. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> I've never that. So you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need a soundbite. Yeah. We need a soundbite. <laughs> yeah. So it's what, the six o'clock news. You've got ten fucking minutes. So what you just said is <laughs> you're competing against ISIS and a yeah. dog of a tree. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, um, yeah I, I, possibly hmm. that's possibly the, the case. Yeah. Um, but there are. Hmm. I, I don't think I've dealt yeah. with anyone who have felt you've not got it. Yeah. To be honest, I don't think I've anyone who's. I've had a lot of correspondence over this, like a lot. Um. And uh, and again, this is another thing that uh, I'm re- I read them all and that, and I'm I'm still working through them, replying. That must be hard as well, though. Yes, like, I would that, find that yeah. the emotional. But that's like... that's because here's the thing. So that's because they they don't realise that they're not the only one. Mm. That sounded quite. I don't mean it belittlingly at all. No, I, mean, I really don't. Yeah. They don't realise that they're not the only person sending a similar message. And I'm not discouraging people from doing it at all. I'm, mm. I, I'm trying to work through it, but I can't do it how I would normally reply to emails because, like with the editing, it requires a little bit more thought. You know, it's it, like, thanks for getting in touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can find your mental totally. health services NHS. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't. Just re- I can't just respond with, "Well, maybe you'd like to donate to the podcast." It's like, I don't think. I think uh, that would spiral people into more. Totally. So it's, it's got to be something to get an out of office. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yes, I've got to reply. I've got to, you know, and I, and I wish to. I, I want to reply. You know, they're taking the time to write. I want to. Um, but yeah, when you have got a load coming at the same time, it can be. Mm. It can only do one a day, really. Yeah. Because otherwise, it, mm. it all gets a bit much. Well, that's now. again more stupid questions. But like, as somebody who who hasn't suffered with that, mm. I look at that and I'm like, people who are struggling are talking to other people who are struggling mm. and bombarding them with emails about struggling. At work, yeah. But then at the same time, maybe people who are struggling are the best people to talk about it because they understand it inherently. But then there is this emotional labour going on. Yeah. But I think that the few people that are famous or have a yeah, platform yeah, yeah. have stood up and talked about it. And therefore the the labour is also being done by those people. Yes. And it's it's like that negation between like being a male ally for feminism. And it's like, how do I take the load off you without patronising you and, yeah. you know, being like, oh, don't worry, I know how Ian feels. I'll, rep- I'll respond in his voice. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Like, but the, the equation goes back further, doesn't it? So what happens is, so, so the reason you get that outcome, the reason that X equals six is because back here, uh, they listened to your work which was about mental health. Mm. They sat and listened to that. And it's potentially, I don't mean this, it will exclusively do this for everyone, I mean, but potentially, in fact, I know it has done because people told me, for some people, that is finally what they wanted to hear. That is finally um, a relief to them because of how they were feeling and they thought they were alone. It's a relief to them because they thought they were a freak in some way, that they thought that that you know that their 
feelings were very abnormal and they've they've listened to people who sound normal-ish on that podcast, yeah. you know. They're just regular people. That's, that's yeah. what we all are. We're just regular people, really. Um, some who've achieved something, some who've, you know, have, have got families, some who've, you know... I mean, achieve something mm. shallow is what I mean. I mean, yeah. you know, in terms yeah. of that's, I don't from mean the outside, like, they would yeah. tick to few. I, I don't mean like, like a family Edward, isn't an achievement. No, no, no. You know no. What I mean? They've got their Edward Scissorhands tick off. Absolutely, like them. absolutely. Yeah. So they've all, you know, they're, they're all getting on with life in mm. in some way, um, and they've heard that they've related to it, um, so they, in a sense, further down the equation, are repaying the relation. That they're, they're they're repaying that they're. They're writing and saying, this is my situation, this is what I was feeling, this is what I went through, I want to thank you. I mean, what they're trying to yeah, say is thank you. Yeah, it's yeah. cathartic. Yeah, they're trying to say thank you, mm. but, but you know, you've got a couple of pages of a bleak story to, to read, yeah. and, and, and you, wanna, you want to respond to that. You, know, mm. you want to be grateful for them sharing, but like we said before, what they don't, and what they can't understand is that they're not the only email arriving that day. Yeah. And there's a load of them all coming mm. at the same time. So for me, it does put a little bit of pressure on me, a, li- a little bit. I don't take it too too much on. Um, but, uh, and I will, I do and will respond to every single one of them, but it just means that you can't respond fast enough because there's too many of them, which mm. gets back to, I can't remember if we recorded it or not, we spoke about earlier on, is when you get obsessive fans or obsessive mm audience members or yeah, people like get, intimacy yeah, delay. It, it was suddenly like I emailed you five days ago where are you you have not read I thought you were one of the good guys I thought you were and you're like yeah. I've not even read it yet I've not even read it I can't I'm not, I'm not my own siblings or family yeah like. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so um mm. that's that's always the yeah. worry with that but that's then always... so maybe like for for like for, so it's not like this burden has to be taken it's just like a, a like a like an occupational hazard, do you know what I mean, of being... Like, what I'd never want mm. to do is dissuade people from contacting me. I'd never want to mm. do that. I'd never want somebody to think, oh, he gets this all the time, so I'm not going to write that email. Mm. But I, I, I don't... Yeah. It, it's never a, a, an issue in reality. It's all. It, it's just a logical issue sometimes, that's all it is. But it's mm. not, I would never want to dissuade someone from writing that email because they think it would be unfair to me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah. It's, uh, most people... 99% of people are very considerate in how they write and mm. um, very honest and open in how they write and, you know, and uncritical and... And, and not, like, text back, please. Uh, yeah, yeah, non-presumptuous. Most of them say, you know, I don't expect you to reply. And I, mm. I, I do always reply, but it's like, most of them will say, look, I don't need a reply. Yeah. People do that when they donate, though. People donate to it mm. and will say, I don't need the incentive stuff. You know, we have merchandise yeah. stuff. I don't need that, you know, yeah, I, like, I don't want, and I always send it, but they, they will make a point of saying, it's not what this is about, we want to donate to it, we want to help you to do your stuff, or we yeah. want, you know, we want to, you know, show our appreciation for it or whatever. Um, so, and most people are like that, mm. you know, most people are, you know, the, the, it sometimes takes me a while to get around to sending stuff out, and mm. you know, with, with the merchandise stuff, but no one's ever said, where's my stuff? Yeah, <laughs> you know, they've not. Yeah, because you know, their no stuff one, no was the stuff asked. that you gave them in the first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For free. and it always gets there eventually. Yeah, <laughs> never longer than a month, but so yeah, yes. Yeah. 
This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical. Medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Please don't wander far away. I know this may be a stupid question, mm. but like when you talked about mental illness in general and suicide attempts, were you like, there's that balance between wanting to talk about it so other people um, can respond to it and, and empathise or, or say, oh, that actually happened to me too, this right. has helped me. How do you navigate that space between wanting to talk about it, but also not wanting to be too explicit about it or worry that talking about it is going to trigger people in some way? Because I know like, is that where you managed to, you did like the disclaimers on the beginning of every episode well the disclaimer it's the same one isn't it on every episode and and that was again wasn't written that I just said that because I thought I'm not going to do a trigger warning in the conventional sense of people going um, okay trigger warning this contains this 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 and this because as far as I'm concerned that's spoilers yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah. there is an element of that that is spoilers some things have to uh, some things when you discuss them need to retain their punch mm. so if you tell them it's coming up it doesn't have the same effect and it needs to have the effect you know it needs to have the, that effect mm. for it to actually get through to people and actually people to understand it so i decided that the best for me personally the best trigger warning i could give would be to say i'm just gonna speak here so it i was you know you, you're not stupid you know what I'm going to be talking. It's a mental health podcast. You know what that could entail. Mm. So if there's anything within that that could bother you, and you can't deal with that, with being bothered by that, don't, don't listen. Yeah. It's, it's fine. It's absolutely fine. Don't listen. Yeah, going to um, someone else. Yeah, go for a walk. Yeah, but I didn't want to go. Well, this episode does have talk about suicide on it, so 
you might not want to listen to this episode. I, yeah, mm. I couldn't take a part out of it. Yeah. I couldn't. It's not like this contains yeah. nuts. It's not that simple. Yeah, totally, is it? totally. totally, totally <laughs> like, totally. Well, it literally contains nuts. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> mental health journey. Absolutely. It's a brilliant mental health journey. Yeah. Well done, you. <laughs> you can steal it if you want, I don't mind. No, I don't, I'm going to let you keep it. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that good. I don't want it for my no, own. I think you can keep that one. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so to just do a catch all one, it's just go, look, I'm going to say what I want. Yeah. And I think I even said it about. But using the word mental and 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 whatever it was, loony mm. or barmy, I think I said something like that yeah. at the beginning. And I just said, look, I'm, it's my I'm, I'm using them, so if you can't deal with it, fine. I'm too old to change now, leave totally. me alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, uh, but that's why language is just like connected to what people associate with it. Like language is just a yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you think the people listening understand what you mean when you say barmy, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's done its job. Hey, you know look, what I mean? I'm, not, I'm, not, mm. I'm not a bigger, I'm not a zealot about these things. I won't go. I won't. I'm not the person that says, "Well, why can't I abbreviate Pakistani?" It's like you know, I'm not that person. I understand why not. Yeah, I get it. But I think there are certain things where you go, "You know what I mean?" Yeah. Right. And please don't reclaim the word idiot. Please don't claim that. Don't call that ableism or what. It's like please don't do that because sooner or later we're going to be out of words here. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, there is know, like battles. Yeah, you know or, or, we're gonna, like or we're going to speak in a very, not out of words, a very regimented language. Mm. And there's no room for regimented language when you're either comedian or yeah. you're someone who tries to mm. uh, paint pictures with your words or mm. you try and, you know, or write yeah. it. There'll be, there'll be no literature because it's like, because all you can write is the dog was on the street. <laughs> yeah. And when we say dog, we mean canine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah girl, because yeah. that would be, yeah. you know, like it's, but I think that's the difference between addressing somebody like they're a member of the public and addressing them like a friend. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so your disclaimer is more like, mate, <laughs> yeah, I know you're feeling yeah, a bit weird yeah, today. Yeah. If you do feel weird, fuck off, do something yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like, hello, members of the public, yeah. Pan Am. <laughs> there was, yeah, but, do you know, yeah. but I've, had, like, I've had a few people who I'd consider people who've, you know, been supportive over the years, as in audience who've, been, who've listened to all my stuff and that. Mm. And there've been a few, you know. I, I can think of a handful, certainly, who, who've said, I, "I've not heard the mental podcast yet because I'm not really feeling up to it." And I, you know, I, I, li- I listen to it. You, you know, they, they trust me. You know, mm. they they do have a kind of relationship with me, and and you know, they so they know that if I say something, I'm probably good for my word. You know, if, mm. if I say, "Look, it's dark stuff in this," you know what yeah. I'm like. You know, I'll talk about stuff. If it's if you're not robust enough for that at the moment, on, I've honestly yeah. got no issue with you not listening to it. Um, and that's what I've said to all the people who said it, you know, who said, I've got to episode three, but I'm not ready to listen to episode four or five or whatever. It's like, D- honestly, don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, it's not for your peace of mind well, that you're doing if, it. If you feel robust enough at any point, do listen to it by mm. all means, but I'm not going to sulk if you haven't listened to my podcast. Yeah. It's fine. I'm in I'm in a relatively bad place at the moment, really, I think. And I'm, I'm in sort of a... Um, I'm certainly going through a lull at the moment. and I, And I think that... I, I could still listen to my podcast. I'd still be able to listen if it was somebody else's. I'd still be able to listen to it. I don't think. I don't think something could push me over the edge that was, uh, a bit of not entertainment, but you know, a, a piece yeah. of art or yeah. whatever, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. You know, I I don't think that that could do it. Mm. Really. It'd be more like a personal experience, or like yeah, you know, I something think so. Else. Yeah. Or, or just, or just well, how you feel. Yeah, no, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's one of them where you know I'm certainly I've certainly got that going at the moment. I had that. I was thinking of it last night. I was I couldn't sleep last night at all. I had a real. I don't think I get anxiety, or I didn't think I got anxiety, but I had a real head spiral as I was trying to get to sleep. Mm. It's like five a.m. this morning. 
and I could feel I was like oh I'm thinking about that oh, I'm worrying about that I don't want to worry about it. and I, I've sort of got out of that habit mm. and I was like oh I'll tell you what it'd be just easier just not to exist and that and then I could see the shape of her next to me I was like oh what she'd be she wouldn't be able to deal with it and or you know yeah. obviously and you start thinking about that you start thinking about what it would be like and I did a gig the other night I started thinking about this gig I did the other night where I was in Hereford and I was in the dressing room before it and I felt a bit faint. I was actually like, I don't feel right here at all. I feel very fuzzy. I felt blurred vision, but I knew I had to go on. I didn't know what I was going to talk to them about. And it all started piling on top. And I went on and just did it as best I could. But I was stumbling over my words. But I did fine. They were a nice audience. But if, it, if it had not been a nice audience, that could have been a yeah, real car like, crash. Thank you guys. Yeah, I could have been, been a big bother then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I managed to get through it. and But I came off. Uh, I was in the car driving home. And it's that line from Rocky Horror where Frankenfurter says, uh, 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 even smiling makes my face ache. And it's like, and I, I was really relating to it. I was like, God, I went on that stage and I plastered that smile on. And I could yeah. feel it hurting my mouth. Yeah. yeah that like, that's going to that's gonna like, leave, that's gonna leave chafing in my yeah, soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, I, could really <laughs> feel, I could feel it. It was actually mm. a physical aching in my jaw mm. of trying to look like I was all right. Yeah. And I thought then, I, I you know, I'm more comfortable not pretending. Yeah. I'm more. I'm. Which you can't really do as a stand-up because you can't go on and say, "Look, look I, today, I know you all paid money for a laugh." All I'm thinking about but, is predestination yeah. and death. <laughs> but I have clinical depression, my friend. <laughs> you can't. You've, you've got to do the job. You, know, yeah. you can't. Or best yeah. you can. Um. So I think I'm increasingly more comfortable in just being a, not having so much of a, a, a facade up. You know. Yeah. But I think that's what's good about all the conversations about mental health at the moment, or maybe some of them are bad, but yeah. we're having all of them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And I think this. Like, do you, do you like the term mental illness, or like, do you think I that's not? Care less. You like you don't think about the because I'm always like I don't know. I think that a lot of it at the moment is like how to get over it or how to recover. Yeah. And not how to live with or the fact that maybe it's not even an illness. Maybe it's just you know how yeah. people are, <laughs> and maybe our expectations for happiness are really high. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what. It, it, I, like I I don't care what it's called. Mm. Straight off, that I'm not, I'm not that person. Yeah. So I'm never gonna be that person. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it, it, it says, well, we turn, we the actual term. It's like, no, forget the fucking term. Look at what the thing is. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I'll tell you what I'm experiencing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And you can be that's militance again, though, isn't it? You can get too het up with that. Mm. I, I think you know, you can, you can get too obsessed with. Well, what are we gonna call this? It's like the you know, so the in Life of Brian the. Where they're trying to name the group. I'm sure that happens in that film. Mm. They're trying to name the group, and all they're doing is arguing about what the group's going to be called, rather than actually doing what the yeah. group is for. <laughs> um, and that happens a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. Throughout all causes. So I'm, I don't care what it's called. Uh, the 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 main thing we need is to be able to speak uh, with truth. So go back to trigger warnings and things like that again. That that interferes with that a little bit, and you know, and saying you can't speak about this or you can't speak about this or that's. You must mm. say this first. You must say it. It, sort of, it already dilutes what you're saying. So yeah. I think we, we, what I would strive for in myself and what I want, is what I said about feeling my, my face ache when I was trying to be funny, is that I want to just speak honestly. I don't want to, I don't want to always have on me and it's got to be funny as well. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it kind of normally is for me, not showing mm. off, but I, I kind of make stuff funny, really. Or I think yeah. I've got quite a funny, you know... I, that's yeah, you could, yeah. But um, I, I don't want that requirement on me anymore. Yeah. But it's always got to be funny. Mm. 
Because oh. I think for people to really understand it, it can't always be funny. No, Because if, no. if your depression was hilarious as it is in your head, as, as it is yeah. when you say it aloud, then it wouldn't really be... Do you know I, what I mean? I'll like, tell you who was good at writing... I'll tell you, like, Carrie Fisher's stuff. Have you ever read any Carrie Fisher's no, stuff? No, I haven't. But now everyone is, so now of I'm course, like, oh, God. Yeah, of course they are. Well, <laughs> I, I wish I had the rights to her autobiography. Well, yeah, Can you yeah, imagine yeah, yeah. that? But yeah. I, I'd, I'd really rather she was still here. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but she... Um, I, I've been listening to the audio book of a book she wrote called Wishful Drinking, mm. um, which is also a stage show. was a stage show. Mm. Um... And I was listening to some of it today, and it, and it's she speaks wonderfully about a man dying in her bed. One of her friends was staying over at her house, a gay friend of hers, and he died at her house, and that's the sort of jumping-off point for her story. But it was wonderful the way she spoke about death, and it was wonderful the way she spoke about somebody that was her friend mm. without going, and we were very upset. And it, was, it wasn't that, it was all... And he died in my bed, which I'm sure you'll agree is a really inconsiderate thing to do. And it was, you know, and it was all, it was, it was the little twat. Yeah, Why did you have to do it in my bed? It was a lovely way of speaking yeah. about it. It was a, a, a lovely, far more accessible way when you're not being quite as emotive, when you're just yeah. going, look, this is the way mm. it is, right? And that's how I try and talk about stuff. Not always with success, but you want to go, just, look, some people will, are going to chuck themselves off bridges. Yeah. And then people will be desperate, and they won't be laughing when they do it, and it won't, you know, it's horrible. But you know, you know, we're not going to understand this unless it it can be discussed without yeah. without any uh, rules. Yeah, you can't you can't put a rule on it because I think there's there's a danger as well when people like when I was younger and people had mental health and like problems around me yeah i'd always felt like i had to take it really seriously yeah, yeah, like yeah. If they were like i'm feeling a shit today i'd be like let's talk about let's talk about it for hours like yeah. what do you want to do like let's do anything like you know yeah. and take it so seriously that it then becomes even more of an issue for them <laughs> yeah because you, you know what i mean like, do you know what well martin is coming picking me up mm. he he came to my house once at a very very bad time i can't remember if this is in the mental podcast or not it may not be but if it, if it was i apologize but and he was <laughs> He was going to take all the knives out of my house. Yeah. Right, because I think this wasn't the first was episode. Was it? Was it? Yeah. Okay. I'd had, I'd had an attempt. I'd, I'd, I'd had a go at it. And, uh, but not, that wasn't my method, by I'll the way. I'd had a go. I had a good go. I had, yeah, I had a crack <laughs> no, I tried my best. No, I'm just not good at suicide. <laughs> <laughs> That's the main issue here. I mean, I'm just, I can't do it. Um, yeah, another failure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I give it all this. I looked at her shadow and I thought, I can't. I just can't do it. <laughs> um. But I remember, like, uh, when, when he was going in my kitchen going, well, I'm going to take the knives. I'd be going, what? What? And we were laughing. I was like, don't be so fucking stupid. <laughs> You're going to take it. He went, well, I don't know what to do. I went, you can't just take all my knives. <laughs> like, how am I going to cut my food? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So but it was kind of funny, though. But, you know, it was quite nice that we could speak. That You know, it wasn't like... Yeah. We had to speak in code to each other or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, it's dance like, oh, I'm going to go and have to buy you just Velcro uh, shoes now, yeah, take away yeah. your laces. Like, yeah, I mean, he, was, he was thinking, I found out, you know, with passage of time, there were, he, he did have certain tactics in place, you know, that, mm. but they weren't really that considered. He was, he was working on the hoop all the time and dealing with me. But it, it certainly wasn't, um, it wasn't all tearful and that, you know, he gets, yeah. and we'll, he'll, you know, I'm seeing later, he'll, he'll well, definitely take the piss about the mental podcast. You know, he's yeah. been listening to it recently. He's he's about like, it. Yeah, yeah. And I've I've no issues with that. At but all. that's what's nice making it into like part of 
their lives, right? A part of your life, part of his yeah, life. Yeah, it's yeah. just part to recognise part of your life and you have to laugh through it and it's not this like segment of sadness that's like yeah. and then we have to go into adult mode. Yeah. <laughs> and absolutely. Talk seriously well, yeah, well, that... about the serious because if you're the whole Friendship is jovial, like totally. Yeah, but that's what I think Carrie Fisher nailed. I think mm. she nailed that when she mm. discussed these sort of things, and when she discussed obviously a lot of it's about mental health and that. And and you know, if if I could do it one percent of how she'd done it, I'd be happy. You know, it's it, she nailed it. Um, I mean, she's a huge loss for many many reasons, but that was like we lost a big ally there. Lost mm. a big ally uh, uh, with the stuff we're talking about. Yeah, with her being away. Um. Because uh, she did it very well and destigmatized very well. Yeah. Um, with, without announcement. That's that's what I think the trick is. You do it without announcement. Yeah. It's in the so places you... that people aren't expecting to hear about yeah. it or Google yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you say, I'm going to destigmatize men's sites, you've already made an announcement. Do, do it with your actions. Do it with how you talk. And do it's it with how... being on a first date. It's like, yeah. we will fall in love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we won't know how isn't, will it, we? isn't it just that? That is absolutely <laughs> perfect. It is just that. <laughs> It's just yeah. that. It's tearing up and saying, we are going, by the way, I'm not sure it's going to happen, but we are going to fuck tonight. So everything I do is, that's what I'm aiming at, right? And it's like, rather yeah. than just going, we'll see if you get on, see how it goes, you yeah. know, see how the, where the night takes you and all that. That's a better way of doing yeah. it. And, you know, you'd have, probably have a better success rate as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Motive, schmotives. Yeah. But, yeah, that's why the not having trigger warnings is really great. Because I think if I was, if I, as somebody who doesn't really suffer from that, if I was like, yeah. okay, so turn, what, what podcast am I going to listen to? This one's like, trigger warning, rape, Does it turn illness. you off? Does it turn you off the well, podcast? Well, no, I'm just, uh, no, I think it more just that goes, sounded right, so wrong then, because I just turned me off. Because you said, rape, really rape, and I went, does it turn you off, right? <laughs> <laughs> My you biggest aphrodisiac. Yeah, no, but does that does that well, put, you, put like, you off a thing? It, it makes me think this is going to be a serious podcast. Okay, I, sh- I should I should set aside some time and sit in a dark room and listen to it. Right. Whereas okay. if I'm like yeah, doing yeah, the wash yeah, up yeah. and I like, whack it on, I'm not like, oh, I'll just listen to this. I don't know what's going to come up in it, and maybe just suicide does come up. Yeah. And then I'm like listening to it, engaged and interested in in a good place. But do you know what I mean? But if you just say, oh, you know, isn't it? It's, it's really weird, isn't it? Humans are weird. Yeah, well, I have a... Like, the barrier I do the parapod with, he, he gets angry about trigger warnings. He goes mad about that. Being, oh, it's got too soft, the world now. And I've always said, you know, if a trigger warning pisses you off, it isn't for you. So just just yeah. let it go. It's fine. Just let it go. It's for someone else, that. It's not for you. Yeah. So you don't get angry about something that isn't for you. Yeah, it, it's like I don't know why they put a, like a disabled wheel it's, um, yeah. thing down here. We've got stairs. Yeah, like, for God's sake, it's, it's, no, it's like absolutely not. It. It's getting angry about a, about a wheelchair ramp. That's, yeah. what, that's what that is. It's getting angry yeah. about it when you're not in a wheelchair yourself, yeah. right? So that's that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, but again, Herring, Richard Herring says he says the trigger warning surely is a trigger in itself. It's just absolutely true. Um, you know, if you if you say I'm. If, if you say trigger warning, we're going to talk about suicide. You've already talked about it. You've done it already. <laughs> you said the word. You've said the word. Yeah. So the word is apparently the trigger. So you've said the word already. So it's ultimately a redundant statement because, you know. Mm. But I, I guess you're saying we're going to... It goes into quite a bit of depth, this, about you know what we're talking about. But I also think that the people that that will purportedly affect are people who are suicidal themselves. Mm. And people who are suicidal themselves have heard of suicide. <laughs> In fact, it's all they—they they know how that works. They—they <laughs> they yeah. absolutely know. They yeah. know the feelings you're going to be talking about because they have them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you know, they do. And the idea is that well, it might trigger them. It's like, trust me. But yeah, the, the wrong article in a newspaper might trigger trigger them. That's got nothing to do with suicide. Yeah, the wrong weather might trigger them. The wrong song on the radio might trigger them. <laughs> Just God doing what? Trigger yeah, warning. Yeah, yeah. Rain yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And do you remember yeah. it was raining when she left you. 
<laughs> it's that. You've got yeah. everything's a trigger warning, isn't it? Everything is. Yeah. And I also think it's like that like what you, your friend was saying that he struggled with was how intelligent you are. So he couldn't talk you out of not yeah. committing suicide. Do you know what I mean? Like everything I said, you had a rebuttal for. You know, yeah. like if I hide the knives, you'll find another <coughs> way to die. Like it's not I'm a good arguer. <laughs> yeah. I am a good arguer. I wanna ask you one thing before before mm. we finish. Um because you said to me about uh, who listened to the mental podcast and what did yeah. they find in the responses? Yeah. And who, who it was? What brought what? How did you end up listening to it? I don't actually remember how I found it. I think I was just searching on iTunes for things, and you okay. were in the top charts or something. Right. I think that's how. What was your response to it? With that, in that I think respect, one of the reasons going into it that I clicked on it yeah. was because I'm interested in understanding mental illness because it's something I feel quite ignorant about. Okay. And then coming out of it. I loved like the first episode because that was it involved selfishly as we all are. Yeah. It involved somebody who wasn't suffering with it talking about how they dealt with you dealing with it. Okay. And I think that's what's helpful mm-hmm. for people and what doesn't get as much as a platform and it shouldn't get as much of a platform in yeah. the same way that like male tears <laughs> shouldn't get as much platform as female yeah, <laughs> mutilation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But it's interesting to you know have that not cheat sheet but like that's what I'm trying to do is like work out what not to say. Do you just like, tell me what not to say. Tell yeah, me yeah, what, yeah. it's not triggers, I'm not trying to, but it's more like, tell me what the stupidest thing I could say to somebody with a mental illness is. Do you know right, what I mean? It's right. that kind of, and that's, yeah. but I think that's what a lot of people are searching for, yeah. is a way not to get it wrong. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah, and a way yeah. to not put their foot in it. I'm a big fan of Lemony Snicket. Mm. I like Lemony Snicket a lot. Yeah. And I'll, I'll borrow a phrase from Lemony Snicket for that, which is, you're asking the wrong question of yourself. Yeah. That's not the issue. So so I think people just shouldn't worry about that. Don't worry about putting your foot in it. Don't worry about um, saying something wrong. Don't worry about... Say- I think most people would say that about whatever their, you know, particular peccadillo is, or, you know, whatever their, their thing is, they, they, they just go, look... You, well, you probably get that yeah. with it, with doing these, these things, where it's just, just ask. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Say what you think, just ask. I'll, I'll pull you up if you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. and, and I won't shout at you. I won't, you know, do you know what I mean? It's like if you say, um, you know, if, if you're trying to understand someone, someone's sexuality and you want to, it's like, I think most people just go, just ask me. But you never want to be that person who's like, I remember there was this girl at uni who asked my friend that was gay, like, she'd ask, like, some of my gay friends, like, oh, so when you get married, who's wearing the dress? Yeah. Her or you? Yeah. You know, you don't want to be that person who's an anecdote yeah. who's like, why the fuck would you ask that question? No, well, but, but just, it, just you know, be an anecdote, <laughs> fuck it, it don't matter, does well, it? That's, well, people need to be the anecdotes before everyone yeah. just starts talking about it sensibly. Yeah. But that's, but isn't it like... Yeah, you'd be like, oh, like, oh, um, oh, like, text my depressed friend. Oh, I haven't done this, but like, I can imagine me doing it at fourteen. Or text my depressed friend, being like, it's raining today. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Stupid thing. But that's all right. Yeah, that's I all right. Because, so. but if, like, 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 again, it's like Martin tucking the knives out. It's like, what the fuck? What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, I just wanted to do like, something. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, but I think like that's better than not doing anything. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think a lot, probably historically, people haven't done that much about it. Yeah, like. like People have just been like, you go and talk about that with your psychiatrist. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't talk to me about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, or like, I think that sometimes, like, my friends who have had problems have gone to some of their other friends and their other friends have been like, I think you should get help, mate. I think you should go talk to somebody professionally. And it's like, yes, you should do that. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not a way to stop them from talking to you. No, it's not. And but, it's scary, yeah, well, they, well, they, well, You know, you sort of go, they're they your friends, for the sake. Yeah. If you don't know how to talk to each other as friends, why are you friends? But then, because we professionalise mental illness, right, which is great. Mm. 
you don't feel qualified to talk about it, so you should. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, so like, yeah. if, if you come to me and you're like, oh, I'm suicidal, I'd be like, I don't know, I'm not trained. No, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I no, don't have nobody a degree is. In this. Yeah. Nobody is. Mm. Not even the people who've got the degree. Yeah. <laughs> nobody is trained. Sometimes the worst. Yeah, but that, that, that's yeah. it though. That's the again, that's one of the uncomfortable truths, isn't it? Mm. Nobody understands this fully. Yeah. No one does. It's all speculative or based on things that happened before, but it's, but the things that have happened before aren't conclusive of everything else that's ever happened. You know, it's, yeah. it's they're all moments. They're all like you know, nobody's an mm. expert. There's no such thing as an expert on mental health. Yeah, they just know what they know from their their the experience, what they've, they've read, or what they've heard, or what they've viewed, and they they put it together to a, a general consensus. Mm. But the problem with mental health stuff, I think, is that it's it contradicts itself all the time. Yeah. So it's no, it could never be in physics. Mm. It can no, There's no rule. There's no law of mental health because it contradicts itself all the time. Mm. Makes and no sense. Person as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And and but even it, even not even person to person. Like my mental health contradicts itself all the time. So all you the can time. learn how to deal with it, and then yeah, it just yeah, stops yeah. working. And you're yeah. like, okay, next. It thing. might. It might be. When I'm in that situation, what I need is an hour on the PlayStation. It might be what I need is is for a cuddle. What I need is is to be left alone. What I need is is to be, and they're all different things. It's like, mm. well, well, do I leave you alone? Or do I cuddle you? It's like, well, it depends. It depends on the specific time. Ask me. <laughs> but they're, yeah. but they're both depression. Yeah, they're both depression. But mm. I sometimes need a cuddle. Sometimes I need to be left alone. Sometimes I need the PlayStation. Sometimes yeah. I need to be quiet. Sometimes I need a book. Yeah. Sometimes definitely not a book. <laughs> yeah, no books at all. Just yeah. Twix. Sometimes I need yeah. a Kinder egg. Yeah, absolute nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so there can't be an expert on it. There can't yeah. be. It's like there's a fickle toddler living inside you that's like, today I need beans. <laughs> Just a cherry fucking. <laughs> it is, um, though. Yeah. It is, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. what we learn from that is... Yeah, the, wrap uh, us up. <laughs> no, the, the, the only possible way, mm. the only way of getting to any sort of grips with that is to just tell the truth. All the time. Just tell the truth yeah. all the time. Well, it turns out we're not in a post-truth era. No, no. truth. It's worth worth uh, worth clinging for, isn't it? Yeah, it's something uh, to believe in. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, that's yeah. and and the only way you can do that is for it to be a you know, it's for us and the people closest to us to have an, an agreement that from now onwards, you, you and all your friends, if you've got a question, you ask a question. If you say something, you say something. If you feel a certain way, you say a certain, you say you feel that way. Nobody judges anyone else. People can advise. People can say, but they're not experts. You know, they can try and help each other, or they can just say, "I can't deal with this," or what you know, whatever it is. Mm. But we will always speak. None of us will ignore each other. We'll never ignore each other. We'll always just go. This is what we do. This is what we do. This is what we do. Okay, we'll try and get work through it as best as we can. Yeah, that's my feeling. I like that. Yeah. Put it on a poster. <laughs> Sell it. Monetize yeah, that mental illness. Fucking toilet paper. <laughs> I love it. Oh, thank you for coming on. It's a pleasure. I don't know what I say, like, thank you for coming on. And now, the news. Yeah, so, and I hope you'll be all right. (laughs) Look. Now, you've come on today, so we're going to give you a new car and a goodie bag and your big, your favourite celebrities behind you. Yeah, I've got one. Do you know what? You never kill yourself because you're a great guy. (laughs) Do you have, have you have? You've got so much to live for. So much to live for, yeah. I'll see you're so much to live for. <laughs> and I'll raise you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to I'm Not Being Funny, but the first episode. If you liked it, please leave a review on iTunes. It will help other people find the podcast. 
Thank you so much to Ian for coming on. Do check out The Mental Podcast. You can follow them at The Mental Pod. He also has a really impressive podcast called The Parapod, all about paranormal behaviour. If you've been enjoying the music in this episode, hurrah, you're in luck. I'm going to be featuring a different independent artist that I love in every episode. And our first artist was Hell, exclamation mark, otherwise known as Helena. I'm addicted to her music. You can follow her at H-E-L-E-N-E-E-E-N-A or find her on iTunes by searching H-E-L, exclamation mark. If you are an independent artist and you would like to be featured in the episode, I would love to hear from you. You can email me at lenanorms at gmail.com. If you would like to give some feedback in our segment, I'm not having it, where you get to have a chance to have your say, you can go to speakpipe.com slash I'm not being funny, but I'll tweet the link too. And you can leave a voice recording of your thoughts. Alternatively, you can tweet me, but it'd be really fun to hear your voice and maybe I'll play some on the episode. It is time to log off and bog off. Thank you so much for listening. I'm not being funny, but I'm off. Don't want to be wanted, I like hey, being confronted in person or on the phone. If you give me reasons why you think I should give you a try, I don't care if you're a nice guy, just fucking leave me alone. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.